Hey, 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 what's up? Are you ready for more football? Welcome to Brian Card 99, a 49ers podcast. And I'm having fun. Um, I picked up the new Madden yesterday and it's a good time. I've been playing pretty much just on franchise mode. And if you haven't played Madden franchise or if you've played it in the past, I will say they made some pretty good improvements this year that I really like They go a lot more in depth on the coaching and there's just there's a lot more options and things that you can do to kind of choose how your team grows and performs and I've got Trey Lance in here he's got a superstar dev Trey right now even on I'm on all Madden because you gotta you gotta play max difficulty somehow I'm like six and oh which is pretty cool. I'm about to face off against dun 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 Justin Fields and the Bears week eight. So that's the game that's up next. It's going to be fun. Uh, I am basically just power running it <laughs> constantly. It's pretty fun. Um, it's just Mostert and Sermon and then a couple Trey bombs here and there. I think Trey, I've got him with like 12 touchdowns and four interceptions right now. So doing pretty good even though i have the least passing yards in the league <laughs> i'm doing good with the run game i'm doing with the run game the team is six and oh that's all that's the good stuff i ended up i traded jimmy for a first i was able to at the trade deadline i traded a couple other guys for some good picks i traded maurice uh uh hurst i got a second rounder for him because i'm going to convert armstead to defensive tackle next year and yeah, I've got like, uh, somehow I managed to recoup a bunch of picks and now I've got a one, two twos and three threes. So I've got six picks and I've got like 50 million in cap space for next season. So it's going good so far and I'm, I'm enjoying it. But anyways, you're here for the real football. Uh, we've got some real football and you're probably listening to this Sunday morning, maybe Sunday afternoon. Hopefully you catch this before the game Sunday. It's at 4 P 4 30 PM Pacific. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you have a chance to listen. I'll be sure to post this Saturday night, but we're just here to catch up and talk about what's going to be happening in this upcoming game. So first thing cuts and signings, we had to cut down to 85. So cut Ken Webster. I think that must mean that they really like that Myers guy that they picked up. Uh, We also cut the linebackers Burgess and Payne. Sounds like they weren't working out. And again, this also usually means whenever you cut a veteran, it usually means they like someone that's either coming back from an injury or they like a younger guy. So my guess is that Griffith and Hilliard and Sullivan, they must've impressed them well enough that they were like, we can get rid of Burgess and Payne. We also cut uh, tight end Perkins, defensive tackle Vanderdose, and quarterback Josh Rosen. And like I said last time, Rosen is Rosen. He's got a good arm, but he's not very good at playing the game, and he doesn't seem to be like much of a team leader, so he ended up going unclaimed on waivers. It's got to be rough going from top 10 pick to basically four teams in the league don't even want you because he's not been with four teams and they've they've all they've all let him walk so sucks to be rosen i guess but you know he's made millions of bucks so i can't complain too much (laughs) signings we did add a couple players so 
We signed Michael Kendricks. That came out during the last game. We also picked off off of waivers cornerback or defensive back Devontae Harris. And he spells his name Devontae a little bit different than all the other guys who spell their name Devontae. So I think it's T-A-E at the end versus T-A or T-E. So anyways, I am curious to see what Devontae Harris looks like. I believe this is his, he has three years of experience. If I remember correctly, he was a fourth or fifth round draft pick by the Broncos in 2018. And he's been in a practice squad or two. And the Ravens released him during cuts and we snagged him. So we'll probably see a little bit of him in the game tomorrow. I'm going to have to figure out what his number is. Also miscellaneous things. Austin Watkins, he had the broken foot. So they ended up waving him with an injury designation to convert over to injured reserve. He ended up going on claims. So Austin Watkins is now on the IR. And I believe that since he's on the IR before the season begins, that means that he can't come back this year. My guess is he's probably going to have a similar thing as we've done with Tim Harris or Juwan Jennings last year. We basically just redshirt him for a year and we're like, hey, you know what? Fix your foot. You're probably not going to make the team this year, but we want you here. We want you rehabbing. We want you healthy. And then we want you to spend the next year with the team at the facility, working out, getting in shape, working on your skills. Because he could he could be ne- next year, he could be the Juwan Jennings, you know, the late round undrafted guy that had an injury, didn't get a chance to play. But then maybe he ends up making the team next year. So... Good luck to Austin Watkins. We'll see you next year. I was a fan. He has the most amazing hands ever, so we'll cross our fingers that he stands out next year. Also, miscellaneous, Bosa got vaxxed, so there you go. We don't have to worry about Bosa missing 10 games with a a close contact call or whatever that weird rule is. Anyways, so we had some Chargers joint review, or uh, Chargers joint practices. So... The most interesting thing, actually, and I think this is freaking awesome, is that Joe Staley was there. So Joe Staley lives in the San Diego area, and it sounds like Joe Staley was like, hey, I want to try out, I want to be, I want to try out coaching for a couple days. So two days with the Chargers, Joe Staley was there, he was hanging out, he was kind of working as like a substitute coach. And I really hope that Joe Staley ends up joining the team as a coach or in in some aspect. I love Joe Staley. He's an awesome dude. He was an awesome player. Everything you want and you would love to have him around the facility. Even if it's just as a, oh gosh, what do you call it? Someone who provides just some insight, a little bit of coaching, I don't expect Joe Staley to want to hop full into the crazy schedule of coaches right away, having just retired, but it would be really cool to have him in. And I just think it's awesome that he was out there for a couple days. So fun stuff. There were some injuries that happened, a couple of them, some more serious than others. So minor ones, uh, So Trent Williams tackle, he got hit in the knee a couple days ago. His knee swelled up. They ended up draining it. 
whatever that means. Knee swelling and draining doesn't sound all that good, but they said they expect him back next week. So we'll cross our fingers. I really don't care what Joe Staley does in the preseason as long as he's healthy by week one. That's all that matters is that we have a healthy and healthy and 100% Trent Williams. Sorry. <laughs> Trent Williams, week one. That's all that matters. I could care less whether or not we see him in the preseason because we know how good he is when he's healthy. Just be healthy. Jalen Hurd was rehabbing his knee again, which they said he has some tendonitis or something. They said they're going to shut him down for a week. I, I think the Jalen Hurd experiment is done. I don't think he's making the team. He has been injured for two years. It sucks, but it is what it is. And he's worked out. He's had three catches, I believe, total. And they were against a prevent defense. And he's basically just been rehabbing. And I think he's got like four practices, five practices in out of, you know, the, the 13 total practices. So if you can't practice, you can't play. And if you can't play, you're not going to make the team. So unfortunately, it looks like he's not going to make the team. The good news is that so far, Jawan Jennings has been what we wish Jalen Hurd was. You know, a big, strong, physical guy that wants to run block you into the ground and has really strong hands and breaks tackles. So... Juwan Jennings has been really impressing. I think he's going to be the wide receiver five, kind of that on the bench, uh, probably not dressing on game days, but he's going to be the backup big slot. So also a couple other miscellaneous injuries. Mosley pulled a hamstring. He should only be out for a week. The thing that concerns me about a hamstring, though, is that they typically are nagging. You know, once you have a hamstring injury, it usually is something where you got to be really careful or else you might pull it. And as a cornerback or a wide receiver, if you pull a hamstring, that's your, your job is, you know, accelerating and decelerating really, really hard. And so it's really difficult to come back and not deal with a nagging hamstring. So I really hope that it doesn't bother him long and it's not something that affects him throughout the season. But we know how hamstrings can be. You know, they can. it can be something where it's it just never quite gets right for a season or for a month or two. So cross our fingers on Mosley. Also, Debo, I guess Friday ended up pulling a glute where he had some glute tightness. I haven't heard any updates, but apparently they were getting an MRI done. And we'll cross our fingers it's nothing serious. Uh, again, you really just don't want to see these guys getting injured. And knock on wood, thank goodness, we haven't had any serious injuries to like starters, like, you know, ACLs or broken collarbones or something that would take out a starter for, you know, multiple months or a season. And it's, you know, luckily been minor things that are hopefully just very short term, but either way, it's just not good. And yeah, so... Some other things that were interesting about practice. So the main things were Thursday, our defensive line was destroying the Chargers offensive line. I heard different reports, but six to 10 sacks were credited throughout training. So apparently our defensive line is incredible. Now, to be fair, the Chargers were missing both of their starting tackles. Uh, I believe Rashawn uh, Slater and then I forget who the other one is. Uh, so 
yeah, not uh, that's cool. You know, our defensive line is crushing them. And even if they're down, they're starting two tackles. The fact that we got six to 10 sacks on Thursday on its own is awesome. D Ford. I heard some people say he had two. Some people say he had four, which is awesome. Some of these reports, the numbers are kind of back and forth. So keep that in mind. But the D line, everyone said the D line was incredible on Thursday. Also Trey Lance. It sounds like he is improving in situational drills. So it sounds like he was much better this these last couple practices during move the ball situations, as well as red zone, as well as two minute drills. And those are the things that he needs to work on. We know that he has a really strong arm and we know that he's good at play action. He needs to learn the situational things, two minute drills, things like that. So good to see him improving. And that's all I want to see from Trey. I just want to see him constantly improving learning something, implementing it, moving on to the next thing. The quicker he learns this stuff, the quicker that he's going to take the job from Jimmy. And I I still believe Jimmy is the starter week one. But I, I really doubt that Jimmy starts all 17 games this year. I, I really have my doubts. I don't know how, how long Jimmy. I don't think we're going to trade him. Um, and they've been very adamant about this. Unless they get a deal that blows them away, probably a first or a second. I don't think they're trading Jimmy. I think it's too valuable to have two quarterbacks that you believe you can win with with this good of a roster, especially since you're developing one. But the fact that Trey is improving is a good thing. He also had a chance to run with the starters on Friday. So he had some first-team reps with the first-team offense, and he got to play against the first-team Chargers defense. So that was pretty cool. And something crazy, and apparently he did solid. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was you know something like three out of four passes, a touchdown, and a run or two. The really fun thing was there was a play that was released on Twitter it was a quarterback draw, and dude, Trey is fast. I know he's fast, but on this QB draw, he just took off, and none of the Chargers starters could catch him. I think he outran Derwin James, and it was like, bam. It was like third and 15 that did a QB draw. He ended up picking up like 20 yards, and that's awesome. I, I really don't think they're going to run him very much, if at all during the preseason because a you don't want him to get hurt and b you know he can run and c you don't want to show the league like give up your secrets of how you're going to use him but just seeing that rep of him just take off past like the entire chargers first team defense for 20 yards and outrun a couple guys that's exciting stuff to hear about i mean this kid he's he's got wheels it was like Whoa, whoa, holy crap. And he's so elusive too. It's crazy how elusive he is at his size, being, you know, 6'4", 225-ish. Uh, Raheem Mostert's really fast. <laughs> he had a rep where he ra- outran the entire defense for an 80-yard touchdown. And Jimmy had not the best couple days. So Jimmy has continued to struggle with throwing interceptions. He threw a pick six to Jerwin James. He had a pick six in the red zone. And here's something crazy. There was multiple reports that the Chargers, they were mocking and laughing Jimmy G 
when he threw an interception in like a red zone drill, they were saying, I don't remember the exact things, but something along the lines of ha ha ha, they overpaid him. So yeah. And for some context, here are some stats, uh, some rough statistics for the first 13 practices. So I've got Grant Cohn and Dave Lombardi, some of their stats here. So Grant Cohn, and again, different beat writers are going to have slightly different stats, whether they count something as a catch or not, whether or not they count something as an interception or not, or whether they count as a, as a sack. Because sometimes, you know, it's like it would be a sack, but there's no contact, so they throw it and it ends up being an interception. How do you count that? Here the Here's two different reporters' numbers. You will notice a couple similarities. Jimmy G. Uh, so first, this is according to Grant Cohn. Jimmy had a 63% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Trey Lance had 67% completion, 12 touchdowns, passing, two rushing touchdowns, three interceptions. So Trey Lance performing a lot better there, according to Cohn. Granted, again, Jimmy's playing against the ones. Trey's playing against the twos. You always got to keep that context in mind. Starters and starters, backups and backups. Now, David Lombardi, according to him, Jimmy has been completing 63% of his passes with eight interceptions. Trey Lance, on the other hand, has only completed 62% of his passes with three interceptions. Now, Lombardi doesn't track touchdowns the same way Grant does, so it's a little bit harder to tally. But what you can see here is, according to both of them, Jimmy is completing about 63% of his passes, which is okay. And Jimmy's also throwing a lot of interceptions. Whether it's 8, whether it's 10, that's too many interceptions to be throwing. It's not a good thing. We know Jimmy has a problem with turnovers, and it doesn't look like it's improved. I believe that his turn, his interception percentage is something around 3.5% of his throws get intercepted, which is really bad you figure that's an interception for every 22 passes so not a good thing trey lance on the other hand his interception ratio is around one and a half percent which is very good i think the league average is around two to two and a half percent so jimmy is still on the high end trey apparently is on the low end which seems to match up with what we've seen because jimmy has thrown a lot of idiot interceptions during his career Trey Lance, on the other hand, only threw one interception his entire college career. So Jimmy throws too many picks. Trey Lance is a little more careful. Again, Jimmy's playing versus the ones. I think Fred Warner has picked him off four times. Trey is playing against the second team. But you can still see that Trey is more careful with the ball. And they're both similarly accurate, which is a good thing. Because that means, you know, Trey is completing almost the same number of passes, but he's not throwing picks. So, curious to see how Trey does versus some more of the ones. Um, yeah, so nothing crazy. Just wanted to kind of recap some of the camp stuff. Now, the main thing that I want to discuss today. How are we doing on time? 20 minutes. Cool. The main thing that I want to get into, and probably the most important thing, is not necessarily how camp finished, but what are we going to see today? What are we going to see on Sunday? There's a game today, Sunday, and versus the Chargers. So. What are we looking for? First thing, obviously, we're all going to be watching Trey Lance. Now, what I want to see is I want to see Trey improving in a couple things. Because last game, 
you know, watched it, rewatched it, had my notes. Some all 22 film came out as well. Saw a couple other things. So obviously we know he has the insane arm talent, but there was a couple things that were issues that I want to see if he's worked on this past week. Nothing serious, but first thing, the blitzes. He got blitzed. He didn't he didn't recognize blitzes fast enough. He didn't dump it off to his hot route fast enough when there was a blitz. He didn't always understand the protections. He didn't always step up in the pocket properly. So that's the first thing I want to look for is the sacks. You know, how is his awareness in the pocket? And I understand that he has the aggressiveness that he always wants to go for the big play. So typically he looks downfield first, but you got to know when the blitz is coming and you got to be able to dump it off to your hot route. So we already went, went over all the sacks that he took last game. There were three blitzes. There was one just busted, busted protection, but there was three blitzes that he didn't realize that he didn't dump off to his hot route. There should have been completions. So that's the first thing is I want to see him recognizing blitzes, taking less sacks and being more aware in the pocket. So, you know, when Jalen Moore got beat really badly and he was like 13 yards behind the line of scrimmage, don't do that. If, he, if your guy gets beat really bad out wide, step up into the pocket, you know, step up into the pocket. So that's the first thing is I want to see him do that. Uh, I want to see also those two almost interceptions that he threw. There was the lurking. There was the one over the middle that he was trying to fit into that tight window. I want to see if he, again, it depends on how many reps he gets, but if he gets in that situation again, I want to see him get to his next progression where he's got the open guy versus trying to fit it into that tiny window. It was a learning moment. And I think he learned that the windows close faster in the NFL. You're not playing against, you know, some random school. So anyways, point being, uh, the windows closing. I want to see him fitting in, in tight windows, but I don't want to see him forcing it into a dangerous window when there's an open read. Uh, yeah, and also just, again, the lurking defender, that one that almost got lurked by the guy covering the, the flat or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the kid, the guy made a play. Trey thought he had it, but his timing was a little off, which brings me to my next thing. Trey needs to work on throwing in rhythm to his predetermined reads. So what I mean by that is throwing in rhythm and on time. So... Shanahan is really good at saying play action fake. You're going to do a seven step drop. This guy is going to be open. So if you remember the first throw that he had his very first pass, it was the one where he evaded pressure, you know, uh, sneaked out to the right and threw the bullet to Ayuk that Ayuk dropped. Now, what you didn't see, because we couldn't see it on the TV, but on the All-22, after that play-action fake, Trent Sherfield was wide open on like a 20-yard curl. And as soon as Trey finished that play-action fake, he actually looked directly at Trent Sherfield. 
And Trent Sherfield was wide open. There was a defender behind him, and he was. He, and he, so he, if he had thrown it on time, Sherfield would have turned around, caught the ball. There was a linebacker in between Trey and Trent, but the linebacker was sucked up by the play action. And then when he realized it was a play action fake, he was bailing so hard he never would have been able to make a play on the ball. So while it was a very impressive throw and a very impressive thing that he did, just in terms of like, you know, evading pressure, running outside the pocket, making that impressive throw, what we want to see is him hitting the guys that are open with timing and rhythm. Because that happened multiple times where he got to the read and he hesitated just a split second and he would hesitate and then he didn't feel confident and then he would go to his next read. I just want to see him feel confident and not hesitate and pat the ball a couple times. You got to feel confident when you're throwing in rhythm, knowing that, hey, I'm going to get to the end of my drop, plant my feet, and then as long as this coverage is what I thought it was, so as long as the pre and post snap look to what I think they were, he's open, drill it, expect him to turn around and catch it. If you hit your receiver, like he should have hit Trent Sherfield on that throw. Again, it was an impressive throw. But Sherfield was open on a 20-yard curl, and unfortunately that ended up being a three and out. So that's the main thing is I want to see him throwing in rhythm. Because right now, he is just trying to make up for his lack of timing with his athleticism and his arm talent. And we all know he's got the athleticism and the arm talent. We saw that last game. Now, I want to see him get comfortable with the rhythm timing. You know, how's your three-step drop? How's your five-step drop? Are you at the end of your play-action fake, planting your feet and firing it? That's what we want to see. I, I don't want to see the hesitation. I want just quick split decision. Bam, open, hit the guy. So that's what I want to see. I also want to see him taking what's given to him by the defense. There was a couple also plays where he struggled because he was tr- he was looking for the big play and he didn't get the one that was wide open underneath. So again, we want to... We know that he can hit the big bombs and he can evade pressure and whatnot, but he needs to get better at that rhythm stuff, the timing, so that way he is able to make consistent drives down the field. We want to see, what I really want to see is him do a couple of consistent drives. So can he do a six to 10 play drive down the field, you know, where he hits a couple of guys in rhythm, hits a couple of guys in timing. They have a couple runs. They do a play action pass or two where he gets a big play. But I want to see some some drives that are, you know, some steady drives that actually continue versus just a boomer bust. Because we know he's got the talent. Now I want to see if he can consistently move the ball. Also, his throwing motion and tight spirals. Uh, the way he throws the ball, his motion in that game, it looked like and this was mentioned a little bit by John Lynch, was that he reverted a little bit to his college motion. He looked so, his motion looked, his throwing motion looked really tight in training camp, but it looked not as good during the game. And I can understand that because, you know, first game and a year plus, you've only played one game in like 20 months. You probably got the jitters. You're fired up. It's your first NFL game. It's understandable. 
but he he needs I want to see him keep like tighten that motion up. I want to see him throw tighter spirals because he did have a couple that were pretty wobbly. And when you're throwing a ball with that much velocity, if it's really wobbly, it makes it hard for your receivers to catch it because it's not like the receiver is catching a like a, a, a like clean through a funnel. It's like trying to throw like a sideways brick through a funnel when it hits them in the hand. So it's, it's harder to catch if it's not a tight spiral with that velocity. And also I want to see a little more touch. He doesn't need to have every throw be a fastball. We've seen his fastball. It's amazing. And when you got to fire it off fast, do that. But if all you got to do is just layer a little bit of touch, then do that. Like, especially on those blitzes that he didn't pick up when he had the hot route underneath, if he just lightly lofted it over the blitzing linebackers and down into, you know, the hot route, whether that was Jennings or Gallman or whatever, uh, just a little bit of touch on the ball for those, those passes that don't need to be bullets. And other than that, maybe some scrambling. Uh, I am curious to see how many reps he does get with the ones, uh, especially the offensive line. Um, it's going to be fun to see who all plays and how many reps everyone gets. Ah, nose is itchy. I'm going to have a drink real quick. All right. And, uh, oh, the drink of the night. Uh, this is a fun one. This is mystery garage wine. <laughs> it's, uh, a apple wine that, uh, is aged about eight years. It was, it was originally apples and then it was hard cider. And then after aging in my stepdad's garage for, about five years, it's now a pretty strong apple wine. I call it the garage wine. And uh, I got to get rid of it because I just got like 13 bottles of good stuff. And I've got this bottle of uh, crap that I got to finish off. And my girl hates it. So I'm going to drink it and get rid of it. <laughs> so, yeah. After this, Madden and, Madden and some apple drink. <laughs> All right. Next up. So, some other guys that I want that I'm going to keep an eye on for this game. So, uh, offense. So guys that I want to watch on offense, mainly skill positions on offense. So Sherfield, Jennings, Sermon, and Hasty. So do we see much more of Sherfield? What we saw of Sherfield last game was awesome, but he only played nine reps and I want to see him get a few more reps. Uh, I want to see what else he's got because they've seen a whole bunch of him in training. We haven't really seen much. I really want to see how Sherfield does versus, uh, some some other defenses because again he had an awesome 80 yard touchdown but I want to see a little bit more of him see what he shows us because uh, I, I think he could legitimately be our wide receiver three wide receiver four uh, meaning I think that he could be our backup outside receiver whereas Sanu I think is going to be a designated slot and I think he could play either one just because of his size and speed Juwan Jennings, I want to see more of him. I'm curious to see if they play him primarily in the slot. I want to see him doing some run blocking. Uh, he had two runs last game. They were counted as runs, the screen passes, as well as the catch. Basically three catches for about 50 yards last game. 
I want to see him continue to do that because I think Juwan Jennings could end up being wide receiver five. So I want to see what he's got. Trey Sermon, I want to see some more from him this game. Last game, the blocking was really bad. So while he did pretty well, he wasn't given much to work with. So it didn't look all that good. He did also have that fumble. And I really hope that he doesn't fumble again because you can't get the fumbleitis. It's not a good thing. You'll get put in Shanahan's doghouse and end up like Brita. Uh, but I don't think that'll happen. So I want to see Sermon pull off a couple impressive runs where there's a gap. He hits a hole. He evades a couple guys, breaks a couple tackles, pushes the pile. Because I think I remember him breaking one or two tackles and he did push the pile a couple times, but there wasn't a whole lot. So I want to see more from Sermon and also Jamichael Hasty. I want to see more Jamichael Hasty. Just don't fumble it, please. If he fumbles it, there's no way he's making the team because they have Mostert, they have Sermon, they have Gallman. And I know Elijah Mitchell's hurt, but he he's only supposed to be hurt for another week or two. So he should be ready to go week one. And I'm pretty sure that he's going to make the team. So, Hasty, I really want to see what he does as far as... I want to see him, and I want to see him not fumble. And the two notes that I just put, put down for those four guys, do they stand out? So, like, are they popping off the screen? Because if they do, that's a good thing. And the second thing is drops and fumbles. Are passes getting dropped? Are fumbles happening? I want to see zero drops and I want to see zero fumbles. If we see a Richie James drop, I get it. Richie James drops the ball. That's why I want him fucking cut. But how are the, how's the rest of the team doing? Another guy I want to see is Simba. Our boy Simba Webster. I want to see how many, how many kick returns. Does he get a kickoff return? Does he a punt returning? Are they going to use him on some more gadget plays? He could end up being the wide receiver six. Right now, I'm got right now I've got him as wide receiver six uh, on the team in terms of if I was making the depth chart. Offensive lineman. So I don't know if you remember, but Dakota Shepley and Colton McKivitz both got really good PFF grades, and with Aaron Banks, her one of them is likely going to be the backup guard and the backup center. So. I want to see, I'm going to try and keep an eye out for them, Shepley and McKivitz, to see how our interior O-line looks. Also, Jalen Moore, he is the rookie who played basically all last game. And with Trent Williams out, he's probably going to play the whole game again. So I'm excited to see more. He could end up being a gem of a fifth rounder, just in terms of potentially being a, a feasible swing tackle. Obviously, we don't want McGlinchey or Trent Williams going down, but if they do and we need more to step in for a game or three, can he do it? You know, that's 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 really all I want to see from Moore is can he play a solid game to the point where if we need him stepping in for one to three games during the season, that he can do that. Because chances are, is our swing tackle is is gonna play a couple games you know whether it's due to COVID or an injury to McGlinchey or Williams whatever chances are the swing tackle is gonna play so I want to see how more looks and just the O-line in general I really hope that they're doing better blocking this week 
So tight end Michael Pruitt was hurt, so he didn't play last week. So I want to see him. He should be competing for the tight end three position with Dwelly and Warner. We saw a lot of Warner last week as well as some Dwelly. So I want to see what Michael Pruitt looks like. Also Jordan Matthews, we saw some of him. I want to see how his blocking looks because I don't think he makes the roster unless his blocking is significantly improved. And I also want to see what fullback Josh Hokett looks like. So Hokett is our second-year undrafted fullback, and he played a lot last game, and I'm curious to see how he looks this game. I am. I have a guess that he's probably going to make the practice squad as make the practice squad as a fullback, so that way if something happens to Juice, we can pull up Hokett for a game or two and he can play the fullback role. So I want to see how he looks. He looked solid last game. So I want to I'm going to keep my eye on him. Now on defense and most of these it's either like most of the guys that I'm watching it's either repeat a good performance or bounce back and do better. So Diamador Lenore, I want to see him have another really good game. Last game, he looked really good. He was in pretty good coverage the entire game, had the interception, which was just good awareness. I just want to see Lenore look good again. Same thing with Hafunga. He was awesome out there. He was like a heat-seeking missile, just coming downhill with pursuit angles, tackling guys, making stops, you know, third down stops. Hafunga looked awesome, so... Lenore, Hafunga, I want to see just repeats. I want to see what we saw last game. I want to see the exact same thing. Because if they if they put up multiple preseason games in a row where they're looking solid, then I feel good about our rookies and our depth. Especially considering that they're fifth rounders. If we end up getting some, some valuable reps out of fifth rounders, even if it's just special teams or a backup role, that's awesome for a fifth round rookie. Ambry Thomas, he was okay last game. Um, I want to see him better this game, though. Last game, I felt like he was a little bit soft and he was trailing a little too much. And he seemed like he was usually in phase, but he had a missed tackle or two and he wasn't breaking up the passes. So I want to see... I really want to see Ambry be a little bit more physical and attack the ball at the point of catch. So if he's able to press more, because Ambry primarily played press man in college at Michigan. And now he's converting to a lot because we play a lot of zone, whether that's we played a lot of cover three uh, last. So this last game, we played a lot of cover three last year. We played a lot of cover three cover four. So he needs to get used to playing that off-man coverage, and I don't think he's quite used to playing off-man and coming downhill and breaking on the ball because he's so used to playing press-man. Uh, so I still really like Ambry. I just hope that he bounces back and improves this game. I want to see him have a better game and be more uh, be more physical at the catch point. Break, break up a pass or two. I don't, I don't expect interceptions. Obviously, they're good to have, but I'm not going to expect Ambry Thomas to get an interception. I do want to see him being aggressive at the catch point and breaking up a pass or two, though. Also, that uh, Myers, I forget his first name, but Myers, the un the second-year player that we picked up, we cut Ken Webster and we kept Myers. 
So I'm curious to see what we see from Myers. I think he was playing primarily in the slot last game. So I'll keep an eye out for him. He might be another practice squad bubble guy. Uh, speaking of which, Myers and Maiden. So those are two guys that I have as roster bubble practice squad guys. They're both first, second year players. So I mentioned Jared Maiden last time. He plays safety. And I could see him playing kind of a hybrid safety, meaning free safety, strong safety, or nickel. I think he could play any of those. He's a second year undrafted guy out of Alabama. And Myers, this is his third season, so those are two guys I want to keep an eye out for. I think Myers wears 40 or 41, Maiden wears 7, so I want to keep an eye out on them, see how they do, because they could end up being guys we put on the practice squad. Also, in terms of linebackers, I want to see Jonas Griffith again. He was awesome last game, and same with Justin Hilliard. So Jonas Griffith, Justin Hilliard... I want to see the same thing I saw last time. You know, I want to see a repeat performance. Give me another good play where you're aware of your coverages. You're coming downhill, making hits, getting good tackles. Uh, again, practice squad, possible roster bubble guys. I don't know if either Griffith or Hilliard are making the team. I don't think so. Probably Griffith more than Hilliard. But I definitely could see them ending up on the practice squad. Uh, defensive line, Arden Key, I want to see the same thing. Last week, he was incredible. He had like an 88 PFF grade, which is amazing. And I want to see the same thing from him, just explosive, snapping off the ball, creating pressure, beating his man. Same thing with, let's see here, uh, Yarbrough. So Yarbrough, he ended up crushing the third team guys. Alex Barrett had a good game last game too. I, again, I don't really know if they're going to be making the team. I feel like they are on the outside looking in. But again, possible bubble guys, possible practice squad. I don't think Alex Barrett makes the team, but he could definitely be a practice squad. Yarbrough, I think, is a multi-year veteran, so he would either have to be a veteran practice squad or some of the older veterans that we have right now. A lot of the times, teams will just bring in veterans and put them to, through training camp and cut them and say, hey, stay in shape because we might need you later on in the season. And who knows, maybe Yarbrough is one of those guys where we keep we bring him on, you know, we put him through training camp, he learns the playbook, he gets used to the scheme, he develops some chemistry, some rapport with the players, and then maybe we need to bring him in, you know, midway through the season as a depth piece. That happens a lot with uh, these veterans that end up getting cut but go through practice in terms of like training camp and everything. We could end up bringing them in as depth pieces later on in the season. Jordan Willis. So Jordan Willis, I've been hearing really good things about in camp and he played well for us last year and he has the suspension, but he didn't play all that well last game. And I want to see Jordan Willis play better this game. He's number 94. So Arden Key is 98. Willis is 94. They'll probably be our starting defensive ends. Just because I don't expect Ford, Bosa, or Armstead out there. Although, I, I believe Ibukam should be out there. He's wearing 56. So I'm excited to see Ibukam out there. See what he looks like. Uh, point being, though, is I want to see Willis have a better game. Yeah, Jordan Willis, 94. Last game, he looked strong and explosive, but he also looked hesitant, like he was trying to read the he was trying to read the offensive tackle, 
versus just exploding into him. And he's a big, strong guy. He's 6'4", 270, and he's powerful. He's a straight-line power guy. So I want to see... I want to see Jordan Willis have a better game because chances are is he's going to be on the team after six games. So game seven against the Colts. He'll be eligible to return. I want to see him have a really good game. And the final couple guys, Kevin Givens and Darian Daniels, they didn't really have all that great of a game last game. And I want to see them do a little bit better this week. So anyways, those are the guys I'm keeping an eye out for. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to see probably a good amount of Jimmy, probably a good amount of Trey. Now, because we cut Rosen, that likely means that Sudfeld is going to get a good portion of the second half. So it's probably not going to be that exciting to watch. But, hey, you know what? He's on the team. I'll watch. I'll root for him. It's going to be a good time either way. I mean, the fact that we have 49ers football is just... That's awesome, you know? Like, what more do you want? Football's here. I mean, I bought some new hats. I got the new Madden. I'm on franchise mode. I'm about to go against the Bears. We got a Trey Lance. Things are exciting, man. So, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoy the game. It's going to be an awesome game. And other than that, all the things that you normally are supposed to do, like, share, subscribe, follow, add, follow me on Twitter, whatever, Um, Do all those things, and I appreciate you listening. So, have an awesome time, and I will catch you later. Enjoy the game Sunday. And we will probably, I don't know what the training schedule is off the top of my head next week, but I'll probably have a game review probably Monday or Tuesday after the game. I'll have a day or two to watch it, rewatch it, and all that, and then I'll probably have a, a a game review podcast out after that. So catch you later. Have an awesome day.